0: What's going on, coaches? Welcome to Keep Your Pads Down, your podcast for all things defensive line play. And this is episode number 109. So, wherever you're tuning in today, thank you for checking us out. Well, we are in season three of our podcast here, and this season has been a big one with some great guests. In fact, the month of May was our best month ever as far as podcast listens go. So, um, we did have five episodes last month instead of four, which always helps. But even without Coach Horton's episode last week, which was a really good one, May was still our best month yet as far as downloads go. So thank you to uh, you guys who keep checking us out each week and telling your friends about us. Now, the next two weeks of this podcast will be pretty unique. We're switching things up and actually uh, rolling with without a guest for the next couple of weeks. Today, as you already know, uh, is our latest installment of Inside Drill. Uh, which is an episode where I go solo. And then and then next week, we're actually turning to, to you guys to supply the bulk of the content for episode number 110. And actually, if you're listening to this episode on Monday, June 7th, we're going to record that episode tonight at 8 p.m. Central. So if you would like to be a part uh, of that, send us a DM on Twitter. Uh, you can send that to at KYPD podcast. I'll get you the Zoom link and an outline for some of the things we'll discuss. So uh, if you've always wanted to be on KYPD and, and voice your opinions on various topics concerning D-line play, then tonight is your chance. Anyway, we already have several guys who have RSVP'd for that, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing uh, hearing that episode once uh, it's it's done. Uh, so, yeah, we're switching things up these next two weeks, and then uh, we'll return to our traditional format Uh, After that, we have some really solid guests lined up for the end of June and on into July. So stay tuned for those also. Now, before we jump into today's episode, you know, I got to tell you about our sponsors for season three of our podcast here, starting with my friends over at Our Coaching Network. Our Coaching Network is a new football coaching platform connecting coaches from all levels and helping them get better every week. Our Coaching Network has live clinics going off three to four nights a week i will have 150 plus hours of high quality live coaching clinics this year with each week's clinics added to a library that can be referred back to at any time in the future. This week, our coaching network is loaded with opportunities to hear from some outstanding coaches, all kind, on all kinds of topics, you know, with clinics popping off Monday through Friday night this week. Uh, and with Tuesday night, featuring a clinic on D line play from coach Adam Morris, who's a D line coach uh, up there at Eastern Illinois. So, Get on over there, create your account. It's super affordable, and look, it's an investment in yourself. And you'll get to level up on your football knowledge and begin networking with outstanding coaches from all over the country. Now, one more thing here: if you were on Twitter this week, and especially this weekend, you saw a ton of kids posting about their recruiting visits to D1 schools, they're at camps, uh, all those things are going on now. Especially now, as the NCAA dead period came to an end this past week, and chances are, you probably you probably have a kid or two on your team. Who has aspirations to play, if not Division I college football, college football on some level. And that's awesome. But how are you promoting that kid and getting his info out to college coaches so that they can see it? Well, you can start with our friends at Go Edit Graphics, which allows any coach to create custom graphics in minutes by changing the colors. Uh, you can change the text, the images, all to, to customize it and make it your own. They offer categories like, Game day, scoring, player profiles, communication, and templates for recruiting profiles for your players, just to name a few. The platform is easy, it's affordable, and no design skills are needed. So if you're looking for a way to promote the awesome things going on in your athletic program, promote your kids, then the team at GoEdit Graphics has got you covered. Subscriptions are for 12 months and include unlimited graphics. And here's something else that's cool. Mention keep your pads down receive $25 off your showcase yearly package. Go check them out on Twitter at GoEditGraphics or visit their website through the link in today's show notes to see examples of the awesome graphics coaches have already created. Showcase your athletes with custom graphics in less than two minutes with GoEditGraphics. Okay, well, today we're talking about playing a head-up four technique as a way uh, to provide some versatility to your three-out front. It's a technique that has been extremely beneficial for us over the last few years and one that our kids really enjoy playing. If you'd like to view the video of today's episode with slides and game clips, then you can do so by checking out our podcast YouTube page, a link to which can be found in the show notes of today's episode on our Twitter feed. So with all that being said, let's dive in. Episode number 109 of Keep Your Pads Down. coaches. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump right in here and I'm going to share my presentation with you guys who are watching uh, this on YouTube. Um, and we're going to be talking about, as I mentioned in the opener, we're talking about uh, playing a four technique, a head up four technique. And what we call, uh, what we call it is a, a flex four technique. So give me a one second here to get my technology going. All right. So we're, we're talking, like I said, we're talking flex four technique. What we call is it a flex. The reason why we call it a flex four technique is because that four technique can play. It, he's really a two-gap uh, defensive end. He's going to play in two different gaps, and we'll get more and talking about, about that here in a second, but uh, you can see the little tagline there is creating multiplicity within your odd front, and I really like playing this flex four. It's not something I had done before until I got here to Pleasant Grove, but I really, I really like it and, and have grown to love it because of... Uh, the versatility that it affords, and now that that, that I've moved back and coaching linebackers, I really like it from that standpoint as well. So we're going to talk about that. You can see my contact information is down there at the bottom of this slide. Most of you guys know how to get a hold of me. Um, so if you if you want to get a hold of me, you can always reach me through our our, our Twitter uh, on our podcast, which is at KYPD Podcast, or you can uh, DM me uh, personally at Coach Fifty Three, or you can send send me an email to our, our podcast. Uh, email, which is KYPD podcast, So we're going to jump right in here. Let's go to this next, we'll go to our next slide. Whoops. Go to our next slide. And let's talk about, you know, why the flex four. So what does it allow you to do? Because, you know, I don't know. And I didn't know of a lot of people who played fours, just head up fours uh, until I got here. I know that it's done. And that doesn't mean that, that a lot of you aren't already doing it, but I came from a four down front. Uh, you know, the school that I was at before. Uh, and then even before that, we were, we were three, three stack, but we were playing two, five. So playing a four, you know, maybe you're really familiar for you, but it was, it was foreign to me, but um, here's why uh, we like playing a flex four. And I'm not going to, for those of you guys watching this, I'm not going to read word for word from this presentation, but the first thing is it's you're able to gap your defensive end. And what that does is that, that, that keeps the offense guessing as to where that defensive end is going to wind up at the snap. Is he going to be a big gap player? Is he going to be a C gap player? Could he long stick in the A gap? It really is, um, is is a good way to, to keep the offense off balance as far as where is that going to, where is that defensive end going to wind up? Where are the linebackers fitting and all of that? Um, The way that we do it is, is, Uh, And and I'll get into this here in a second, but we usually uh, that, that defensive end knows where he's going either because of a tag that we have with our defense. So we're going to put in a tag and tell him where to go or based on the offensive lineman's block, offensive lineman's block, the block of the offensive lineman uh, that will also dictate where he's going. Uh, Next thing is, is that what, and this is one thing that I love. And if you've coached, you know, shades, uh, you know, defensive ends before, you know that a big thing that they're always concerned about and you have to be concerned about, especially when you're playing, You know, the stretch wide zone teams is getting reached. Well, one of the great things about playing a four is now your four no longer has to worry about getting reached. Because, in fact, uh, again, the way that you the way that we play this and the way that you can play this is if he gets reached, he thought if he gets reached, he's just going to fall behind it and play in the B gap. Uh, And so that really allows those guys to come off and just really be thick on that tackle. And, and, and what it does also is, is now, because one thing, an issue that I always ran into and when coaching shades, coaching five techniques is, is when those, those kids, when they get a down block, they don't get a whole lot uh, on that tackle because they are so worried about getting reached. And a lot of times, if you're watching their first step, they step inside their base, you know, and that mm-hmm. now their feet are stacked. Uh, and that's all because they are, they're always mindful and and cognizant of that reach block and so this, this eliminates that. They can really be, like I said, really just, just tighten up that chin strap and, 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 and tee off on that tackle uh, because if he does give them a reach block and aggressive block, they're going to fall behind it. We'll talk about how to play out here in a second. Uh, but also this puts your Mike Backer rushing the edge. Uh, so, um, and, and again, you can do this different ways. Uh, a lot of times we'll have uh, our Mike Backers on the same side as our four Um, If it is a passing situation, he'll add add himself in as the fourth rusher. We can switch that up with other guys as well. Um, But just to put that in general terms is now that defensive end who's a four, he's going to be what we call a pipe rusher, meaning he's rushing that B gap uh, and collapsing the pocket, which puts uh, a more athletic player uh, rushing off an edge. And and again, we'll we'll show some clips of that here in a second where you can see that. Uh, The next thing is it allows you to eat up interior gaps you know, push the ball to force players on the edge. So uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, I've talked to several uh, D-line coaches and, and defensive coordinators about, you know, playing whether it be four eyes, you know, two four eyes or double threes um, a, as a way to, you know, spill everything to the outside, you know, whether it be your, your tight front, your mint or whatever you want to call it. Um, and and th- that's awesome. I love that stuff. I think that's great. What this does though, is it still, this allows you to do that. By, you know, you can play double head up fours allows you to still play to that without giving away that that's what you're doing. Um, and so that's why I really like that. And again, especially this past year, you know, we had you know, everybody and I'm going to I'm going to show clips of these guys. And I'm going to talk about them and, and I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, a lot of these defensive end, you know, these these film clips are with some defensive ends who are super, super talented, like once in a generation type kids. Uh, and and it would be you know the impulse might be well yeah y'all can do that because you have those guys but actually actually um, we had you know those guys get, get hurt both both of our big time guys got hurt uh, this season and so we were we were down to playing just normal high school high school defensive linemen and in fact I think a four-tech works better for those guys um, and it worked better for us because now our our more athletic guys were definitely those outside linebackers those guys on the edge and so by putting those less athletic just those those average Joe uh, high school defensive ends in end fours, um, now they're able to play, uh, you know, especially on pass, they're, 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 they're pipe rushers, and, and we're able to put those guys in situations where they can force the ball to the outside to our more athletic players. Uh, also, it makes th- this, you know, being in a four makes it more difficult for the offensive t- tackle to, to climb, uh, also makes him difficult to read. Uh, as far as um, w- when you're talking about zone read schemes with the four as a key, typically what you're going to get uh, is where that, that, um, that tackle will arc release and go to the next level. He may try to down block on that four. He shouldn't be able to do that because we're head up. Um, that's a really difficult block. So that that makes it, makes it difficult for them uh, to, to to read that four technique just by, by his alignment. And then finally, uh, whether you're running a four on one side, you know, you're running like a four shade five or, or however, however you want to do it. Or if you're running a four and then a head up nose and another four on the other side, uh, it's really easy to bring pressure for from, you know, off the edge because you have those guys uh, in fours and you can send them into B gaps, you can send them to A gaps. And again, allow your more athletic guys to come off the edge and, and go affect the quarterback. Now, when you're talking about what, you know, do you have a four tech, because obviously you don't want to, you know, you want to run things that are, you want to tailor things to the personnel that you have. And and especially with us high school coaches, you know, when we coach, we're coaching everything that walks to the door, you have to be able to adapt each year and kind of uh, adapt to what your personnel, you know, allows you to do. And, you know, some characteristics of a four technique uh, is, I think that they're bigger and thicker than your five techniques. So, you know, maybe you have maybe you have two four techniques uh, to kind of you know thicker kids and and I and when I want to relate it to a four down front terms like this is kind of like your three technique. Uh, he's a little uh, he's a little lighter than a nose, maybe a little more athletic than your nose, maybe a little taller than your nose, uh, but maybe not quite as quite as uh, athletic as as a traditional rush end. Uh, anyway, um, but plays like that three technique. Uh, has to be able to get off the ball and, and and create some knockback, create some separation. Be really great against the run. He does not have to be a great pass rusher, uh, but he does need to be able to, uh, as a, as I put it on the presentation, to dent the pocket, meaning affect the quarterback by, you know, making him forcing him to your edge rushers, forcing him to wherever your pressure is coming from. Um, and and again, you know, he's got to be explosive off the ball. Those are, you know, those things. And then also being able to play laterally, especially, you know, when we're talking about on outside zone uh, schemes like that, because he is going to be playing backside in B gap and he's got to be able to, to, to have some great eye discipline. And that all comes within coaching and you can coach that up. But um, so you're looking for a bigger, thicker kid. So if you have a bunch of tweener kids on your defensive line, some kids that could be outside linebackers, then this may not be for them, but maybe you have a kid, Uh, Maybe you have a, you know, have one of those more kind of tweener kids and then another one that's, that's not as athletic. He's a little thicker. You're not really sure where to put him or how to play him. Well, then playing a four technique is, is a, is a, is an option for you um, because you're not asking him to be an edge player on outside run plays. Now you're going to turn that responsibility over to your outside back or whoever it is your overhang is going to be, whether, you know, it's a safety or whatever. So uh, those are some characteristics of a four-technique and what you're looking for as you're looking up and down your roster to see do you have those guys uh, on your roster. And, and what I like about it, too, is you can find those guys that are kind of buried on the depth chart. Maybe they're they're a third defensive end. You don't know what to do with them, and this is another spot where you can get those guys on the field. Maybe they are an undersized nose guard. Uh, maybe they are, a, which is our starting four-tech this, this, this year, is a converted linebacker who – had kind of, you know, gained some weight and his, you know, wasn't wasn't quite as athletic as he needed to be at linebacker, but now you drop him down as a four technique and he's a really athletic four technique. So those are all things that you're looking for when you're trying to identify uh this guy and if you have him on your roster. So we'll talk about this, and this is super obvious stuff. But you know, when we when we get lined up, you know, we 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 have our strength rules like everybody does to determine the strength of the formation. And that's gonna go off of tight end, the most most wide receivers, you know, then then from there away from the running back, and then we go to the wide side of the field. And so that's how we know like where we're gonna set our our four or our five based on those things. And it'll be different each week, it'll be game plan based. But that's how we determine where we want that. And sometimes, again, we'll have double fours. We'll play two fours. Uh, we could play two fives, just depending on what we're wanting to do. But, you know, it's our strength rules that determine that. Uh, so, all right, let's talk about our flex four rules. So, first of all, lineman is, is head up on the tackle, obviously. And, and this is a pref- preference thing for me, but we're going to have our ball hand down. Um, you know, you could have your outside hand down. I, I just, I t- we teach ball hand or man hand down everywhere else. Um, so, uh, we're going to teach, you're going to continue to teach just ball hand down. So, uh, if, if it's a defensive end, if he's on the right side, the defensive right side, he will have his left hand down, but that's not a huge deal either way. Uh, but because of how we're playing it, I do like having his ball hand down and I'll, and I'll, I'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, so his his stance is is really is the same as a five technique maybe a little less stagger uh than your five technique uh maybe a little more balance in his step you know' have a heel to toe or or toe heel to toe or instep stagger and it's probably more heel to instep, uh to be honest just because um the four technique does he is the one who tends to be moving more whether he's long sticking in a gap or he's going in a b gap and so um we we like having those feet balanced up a little bit more, uh, because of that. And also he is coming off and he's being really thick on that, on that tackle. So, uh, because of that, his, his, his stance is very similar to the five, except for, uh, his, his stagger might be a little bit shorter. Uh, he's keen, the outside knee of the offensive tackle. Again, that's a preference for us. What we say is we say, uh, uh, read the knee, attack the V. And what that means is is pre-snap, I'm looking at that near knee because that near knee doesn't lie. And then as I'm coming out of my stance, I'm attacking that V of his neck right there. And some people say shoulder cuff, knee. I mean, it's it's basically on the same plane. So to me, we're talking about kind of the same thing. But I'm attacking that V uh, of his neck. And and so that's just a little, the, the way we say it, read the knee, attack the V, but that's the same thing as, you know, as the nose and as the five technique and then the assignment create knockback with the offensive tackle. And then based on the block that we're getting, that's how things can change. So um, this is, again, I'm saying this, this is one way we play this, but there are a lot of ways, a lot of things that you can get into how you want to do this with your four technique. This is just an example of, of one way of how we might play it with our four technique. First of all, Um, Let's talk about what, what would put that four technique in a B gap. Uh, As I mentioned already, we can just tell him, Hey, we want you in a B gap based off a tag that we give him. We can tell him we want him in the A gap. Um, So we can tell him where we want to go. But if we don't, he knows that he's going to play in B gap if he gets a zone block toward him. So any, any type of zone or stretch or anything where that, that offensive line is trying to get on his outside shoulder. Now we're going to fall into B gap. Okay. Um, And I'll talk about how we're playing that specifically here in a second. And then finally, uh, or or next, if if he gets a pass set, then he's going to automatically rush in a B gap. Now, he can, he can be a two way rusher. Um, It's really up to the linebacker behind him to make him right. I don't like telling them that because then they don't ever want to rush B gap. But most of the time, we would rather have our linebacker, outside linebacker, whoever it may be, coming off the edge and letting our less athletic four technique rush up the middle and just, again, uh, dent the pocket. So um, so we tell him he's a pipe rusher. Um, all right, now we are C-gap players if the offensive tackle down blocks. So if, he blocks if he blocks away from us, um, they're running some sort of zone scheme away from us. It's zone away, uh, something like that. Then, then now we are we we're, we're we're playing C gap. If he pulls, same thing, pulls away from us, uh, or or even well, yeah, yeah, pulls away from us. We'll talk about a pull a pull out to our outside later. But if he pulls away from us, we're a gap player. And then finally, if he base blocks us, so if he's if he's hinging us open and and trying to turn us out, maybe they're running ISO, uh, in that in that B gap, um, or running some kind of you know running running some kind of B gap dart or something like that. Uh, zone O, something like that, that they're they're going to run in that B gap and they're going to base us out. We are, we're, we're C gap players. So we'll talk about, uh, when I'm, when I'm a B gap player, what are my rules? So if we get zone at us, okay. So we're going to, we're coming off the ball. That tackle is leaving us. We're going to strike the inside shoulder of that tackle and we're going to lock him out. And it's a little bit different. So like, I love working steer drill, um, you know, the uh where you're getting your guys across from each other in line and they're push, pull, push, pull on down the line. And I'll do this like when we're we'll have our five techs and our four techs going. And I just, it's just they they go together, but if it's a five tech, he's gonna play it a little bit differently than a four technique. So a five technique would start with his head out or he's gonna start already beat. And his goal is to push, pull and get his head outside of that offensive tackle, have his outside foot up and work laterally uh, and keep his shoulders horizontal to the line of scrimmage. The way the, the, the where it's a little bit different with the four technique is now we're gonna start again same thing on the inside shoulder that tackle but really our hands are more like sternum to shoulder to, to to shoulder cuff okay on that offensive tackle and what we're trying to do is we're again we're still push pulling but now we're working flat but our eyes are inside at that guard's hip okay and ideally we keep that we stay on that tackle the whole time so we come off and we punch his inside shoulder and we work flat down the line if that if that guard's hip is coming at us, so it means that b gap now is moving towards us. We're going to keep moving away from that. You know, keep keep moving away from that guard to stretch that play out, and the tackle never gets to the next level to the linebacker, and, and that's really good for us. So we're essentially occupying two people, which what usually happens is the tackle gets off. So we, but at least if we're striking him, we at least ought to get something on him, get his hips turned a little bit, give that linebacker some time to clear. Uh, so that he, the, the tackle's not just teeing off and sealing them off. Um, but let's, let's say we, that tackle gets away from us now. So now it's a hand transfer to the outside shoulder of that guard, and now it becomes just like a five t- technique. I'm push-pulling, and, and I, now we always say in a four technique, you, know, you can get reached by the tackle, but you cannot. You cannot get reached by the guard. And if you have someone who's consistently doing that, then he, uh, he can't play um, because you know, that, that can't happen. We can't get reached by the guard. Uh, but anyway, now we transfer our hands to the guard, and now our eyes are in our gap, which are, you know, are, are upfield. So going back, you know, the ball, you know, ball snapped. Uh, we get an aggressive block at us. It's a zone or it's a stretch. I'm punching the inside shoulder. That tackle would love to be able to stay on him and work laterally down the line of scrimmage. Uh, but also, too, let's go back. Let's say I'm doing that. Maybe he is trying to arc release on me, okay? And so I see that I see that guard that I have my eyes on the guard now, and I see his hip going away from me. Well now I know I got to let go of that tackle and I got to close that space down between me and that guard. I can't keep widening it out because that's you know now they're just trying to hit it in that B gap and I'm widening it out and and, and helping them out by doing that. So the, the the coaching point there is is I am punching, but now it's just like playing a four technique, uh, playing a six technique on a tight end. You know I got I'm punching my I'm punching my my post key, but my eyes or my my visual key is that that offensive lineman inside of me, which in this case. Uh, is the guard all right, so on a pass set, so we get a pass set all right and and one of the things that we can talk about with a with a four technique especially is is when i 'm playing head a head up technique and I come off the ball and i and I feel nothing in my hands you know it 's a soft set like there 's nothing in my hands, I know it 's a pass, so now I can transfer and begin to work to that outside shoulder of that guard um, we don 't want to run right through the middle of him. Uh, and it is tough it's tough. you're rushing in a phone booth um, with that with with you know as as that pipe rusher uh that four technique. What we're counting on is our outside pressure from our outside backer is gonna make that tackle expand uh, and so it will give you a little bit more room to 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 attack that that guard and his outside shoulder um, but uh, yeah, it is tough. It's a tough rush, and but but now you, you're just rushing that guard's outside shoulder, and you're rushing him just like if you're a five technique rushing a tackle, and um, with the, with our same you know our same pass rush progression that we would teach a five technique. Um, now, again, as I mentioned, you know in the last slide, if he does pop out and rush C gap, that's okay. That linebacker's got to be aware of that. Now he becomes a pipe rusher, uh, so technically he really does have a two way go. Um, but most of the time we're, t- we're coaching those guys up uh, that, that Hey, you're, you're the, you're the, you're the pipe rusher and let that, let that, let that linebacker rush C gap. Again, I mentioned those defensive ends we've had. We didn't mind that those guys rush C gap because those were our best dudes on the field. So they got to rush wherever they wanted. If they want to rush C gap, they can, and the linebacker can make them right. All right. So let's talk about what they do with, you know, when, when, when they become C gap players. So now they get a block away from them. So this is um, you know, most of the time, I say most of the time, there's more blocks that are going to put you in C-gap than there are B-gap in the way that we play it. Again, this is just one way. There are different ways that we can do this and that we can dictate where we want that four technique, um, but, but this is just one way, okay? Um, so if we get a down block as a four technique, it's the same progression as if we were a five, okay? Now, the thing is, is as a four, we better be pretty thick on that tackle uh, he better not be getting off scot free and going to the next level to our linebacker behind us, so we're gonna strike, so we're striking him with our hands, eyes go inside, we're squeeze, and then we surf, okay, so squeeze and surf are really kind of the same thing. I'm closing on that space um you know no no uh I don't want any space between my hip and his hip um and and then we're splattering pullers, okay, and what that means is 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 if we ch- if we have a puller coming. We're gonna take our hands we're gonna we're gonna basically we're punching him and treating it like a base block. We're gonna treat that puller like a base block we're gonna punch uh, punch, turn his shoulders and get him vertical and drive him vertical still trying to stay on that heel line uh, as much as we can and so that's our progression strike squeeze surf, splatter uh, for uh, for down blocks and that's really that's no different for if they're a five technique. now if the tackle pulls away, same thing we're squeezing, we're surfing and now our eyes, our, our, we will check for puller. We're checking near back if there's an H-back, if they're going to run like a split zone scheme, something like that, zone cut. Uh, you know, Our eyes will go there. If there's nothing there, then our eyes go to the quarterback, and now we'll play that quarterback inside out. Again, we can change it up to where we just want that four-take technique just turning and running and going and taking the dive now, and it's a gap exchange with, uh, with the, uh, the linebacker behind us. Uh, so this is just one way we can do that. Now, if we do get an outside pull, I already mentioned this. We get an outside pull by the offense to tackle. We never honor an outside pull. I mean, we don't go with it. Uh, we treat this like a zone or a stretch block fall back inside the B gap and our eyes immediately go to the inside hip of that guard, which is what I already mentioned. Now I'll show you a couple of clips here in a second, of base block one, uh, a couple where we play it well and a couple where we don't play it well, the sort of the, and, and if you haven't noticed, like I like rhyming things. Um, you guys who have, listen to the podcast or been on the podcast know that I like making things rhyme or figuring out a way to, 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 to make them rhyme where kids can remember them. And so uh, this isn't, this isn't right. This, this doesn't rhyme, but at least it's kind of catchy. And this is what they remember and they can complete this sentence. I always say, all right, base block. He turns me out and they finish it. They say, I turn him in. So on a base block, he's turning me out. I'm going to turn him in. So, and that's a really simplified way of, I'm going to push, pull, put his, but back in in the hole where he came from, trying to get his shoulder squared to the line of scrimmage, and, and squeeze that gap and condense that gap as much as I can, keep my outside half free, uh, and so that's the same way with the with and that's the same way with the five technique. So going back, if you think about it, you know of all these things that we've talked about, the only thing that's really different between a four and a five and how you're coaching them as far as what they're being asked to do is on those zone blocks towards them, and on a pass set. Um, other than that, it's pretty much identical. So if you can, you can work these guys. You can. You don't have to have different uh, individual drills for them. You don't have to. Have, I mean, you, you can do the same stuff. You just have to know, hey, um, you know, you're the you're you're playing four technique this week or, or or whatever. You can do it different ways. Like we've had it in the past where we have one guy who is the four technique, one guy who is the five technique. So when we're working through our drills, the four technique does it this way. The five technique does it this way. But especially when I'm coaching like sub-varsity kids and they're all just kind of interchangeable, like they got to be able to play both, then we'll say, all right, guys, hey, we're going to work this, this, this steer drill as if we were four techniques. Okay, so they know what to do. They get inside shoulder. All right, we're going to work it as if we were five techniques. So it's really pretty simple to assimilate this into your individual drills. It's not like you're having to come up with two sets of indie. Uh, it, it's really, really, really simple. So now we'll get into our we'll get into some clips here. All right. So you can see, and I'm not, this is just from us, from us, a clip of a picture of us at practice. And and side note, if you guys don't have a drone, if you're not filming practice uh with the drone, man, you are really missing out. Uh, this is from a drone. We got a student manager who runs it. Um, and this is the only thing that kind of sucks is, is for us D line guys or us us front seven guys is um you know it's it's zoomed out a little too far for me i'd love to be able to just see the front seven but i know those dv coaches got to coach up too um but it's really cool for inside drill because you don't have all those guys and we can zoom that thing down and really get a good look at the picture but it's a good picture and you don't have to be dependent on a tower or anything like that and, and again those kids the kids your managers and stuff in your program are 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 naturally uh drawn to that kind of stuff and that's what we've always been able to just find a manager. Uh, to run it for us. And so, so that's, that's uh, what this is, but you can just see the picture there. Uh, we got a four technique on the right side over here, right here. And then we have uh four technique on the right over here. Uh, and then we, then we, then we have our, our, our nose shaded. he's shaded to toward the five technique. And, and so I, I won't even run this play, but that's just going to give you an idea uh, of, of what that looks like of, you know, maybe a base front, you got your four, you're shading a five, um, and, and obviously our two inside backers, two outside backers. So that's just sort of a, a, a base picture of what it might look like. Um, so right here, obviously, if you're just looking at this, you might be thinking if you're the four technique, okay, I'm about to get some sort of zone uh, to me. So I'm going to be falling behind this and falling in this B gap. Um, but anyway, let's go to the next one because we have a little bit different uh, picture uh, here. And this is uh, where we have double fours. Uh, right here. And so again, what I like about this, and this nose is supposed to be head up. So he should be head up here. Uh, this is a, a practice. So he's, you know, he's, he's screwed up. Um, but what I like about this is now is now we can send both of these guys, both our outside backers, you off the edge um, and, and and deal these guys into B gaps. If we want, um, you can do different, different games with them, you know, from this four technique spot where you want to send them outside, send him in into B gap. Uh, if you want to long stick him, uh, and, and do a twist, you know start incorporating your nose in there with some twist stuff. Um, but you know that's just another another cool thing about having these four techniques is is you can you can do different things with these guys uh, because of their alignment. so uh, there's just another picture of it. So now we'll go through some um, go through some uh, clips here, and these are, are, are of most of these and I, and I think I have all these in the, in the correct order, but most of these are with our guys playing playing in, uh, in their B gap. Okay. And so let's go back here. Our four technique is down here at the bottom. Um, and you're going to see he's going to get uh, like a, like an outside zone or a stretch look, uh, look at him. And he's going to fall in a B gap. Now the, the, what I don't like about it, obviously there's a lot of things, um, that we can pick apart about this pad level. Um, ironically enough, I know this is keep your pads down. How can you have a kid whose pad level is too high? I understand. Um, but anyway, I do like how you can see the offensive lineman shoulders turned right there. That's a good picture of it where his shoulders are turned. Um, that's a good job. Now, what, because we are a four technique, you know, we need to have our head and he needs to have his head in the B gap. But if you notice, he stays. he keeps that, that tackle occupied. And if you look at this, this guard over here, 52, that's coming, he's not going to get the linebacker linebackers already gone. And so that's really how you would like to be able to play it now, right there. Again, this four technique, he pops out and gets his head outside in C-gap. He doesn't need to do that um, because we do have somebody out there already. I'd rather him just keep his, keep his um, like at this point, keep your hat in B-gap, and now just drive this guy vertical. Like drive him into the lap of that ball carrier uh, and then make him cut it back here. We, got, we have someone sitting out here. We have someone, about to, you know, this is about to run uh, this alley right here. So we have it all fit up, um, but he does come back inside and make the play. So this is a pretty good picture of it of how four techniques supposed to look Uh, again with, with them running some sort of outside zone or stretch. Look at you. Yeah. Okay. So four techniques up top. Um, I do have the ones, the ones where where we're playing double fours I have that marked. Um, So our four technique is up top uh, and you can see again, uh, he not same kid. Uh, He doesn't, you know, doesn't get a whole lot on the tackle, but does a good job of playing off the guard right there. Um, Right here. You see where his eyes are. He's peeking. In a gap doesn't need to do that. needs to keep peeking in B gap, but just keep working flat. Keep push, pulling, keep push, pulling. Uh, but there's does a good job of getting off the ball there. And so that's a pretty good look at it right there. Uh, again, wish he would have gotten um, more on that tackle uh, so that he doesn't have, have such a good angle at sealing off our linebacker right there. You can see, you know, he, he's, he's mauling number seven, uh, our Mike right there. Uh, but again, the defensive end does a good job of getting off the ball and, and obviously making the tackle for a loss there. So that's a good play by him. All right. So this is where up the top, up top is our four technique. Uh, and we're now we're sending him in the, sending him in B gap and, and really just showing like the next clip we'll have uh, both of them coming off the edge, both of our outside linebackers coming off the edge, but this is just if we we want to send one, it's very, very simple. Just go ahead and deal them in a B gap. And that's something we'll tell him uh, to do uh, based on a tag that we give him. And so uh, that's, um uh, And obviously, it worked out well for us. We we we, we're pinching into you know where their guard is pulling. So uh, it worked out well for us. Here's one uh, same same sort of concept, but now this is again what I showed you from the practice clip. Both guys are in head up fours. We got two guys coming off the edge here. We can send both these guys coming off the edge, and it happens to be a pass. And so now you can see our four techniques become pipe rushers number 44 does a good job you know, rushing, rushing that edge right there. I, I wish he wouldn't have gone or you know, try to go right through the middle of him at first, but he does affect the quarterback here. And we do get an interception. So, uh, but that's just another thing too. It's really easy. Now you can know, put these guys in fours and, and you can send both of these guys, you can send one of them, uh, you know, however you want to do it, you can line them up in four and then play them back into play them back into fives, playing back into C gap. If you want to do that again, uh, it's just up to you on what kind of tags you want to incorporate into your call, into your defensive call. All right, so this is an even uh, front right here. I have it marked. Okay, so now we have we have we have double fours. So we're really looking at both of these defensive ends here. Okay, and so uh, let's look at up top. He's getting a um, you're getting a zone look at him, uh, and he's playing behind it, playing behind it, playing behind it. G- pretty good job right there of doing that. Keeps that keeps that tackle occupied. Uh, and again, you can see the guard is trying to go to him and he can't. And so he tries to get to the linebacker. Linebacker was able to avoid him. Uh, fortunately, that guard, you know, wasn't just really uh, keen on on blocking anybody, but a good job there about, you know, a good job of playing it. That's how, how it should look. Now you look down at the bottom, they're doing kind of a, um, you know, a slide. And then he's hinging, hinging back on 45 there on a defensive end. Um, and so, what you know, he does a good job of squaring back up, right there, right there, and keeping his outside half free, just in case that quarterback does pull it. Uh, he could, you know, he could pursue his inside hip. So, pretty good job by forty-five there, also. And then, obviously, adding himself into the play there at the end. Um, same, same, and it's same, same block with his backside. We don't, we don't want our Forte folding inside, but you know. That's, it doesn't hurt us much there. Uh, what what I, the reason why I have this clip pulled is because I want, I want to show you how, you know, our defensive end up top plays, oops, uh, plays the, uh, plays the down block and then he's, you know, strike and surf and splatter. Now, obviously, you can see at the point of attack, he, his feet die. And so we don't get as much movement on him as we would like. Uh, and so that's a definitely a coaching point that, you know, hey, man, when, when you make that, when you make that contact, you got to keep running your feet and your work's not done you know because right here the work's not over it's just getting started now you got to turn his you know that that take your right hand and work that guy's shoulder vertical uh and knock off any secondary pullers and make that ball bounce um but still a, a decent job there and obviously he pursues flat down the line and 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 helps us make the play there now so this is this is a uh, an example of so this is a bad example down here at the, at the bottom and um you know see it's second and 10 so our defensive end at the bottom he gets a he gets a a base block, and so see a lot of people and a lot of kids will tell you that they thought this was a pass set, but that's why we say, you know, if you look at that near knee, if he's looking at that near knee and he sees that thing just hinge open, well, most offensive linemen worth anything aren't going to pass set like that. So you see that knee, you just see him hinge open like that. You got to throw down right now. Like if you're if you're getting off the ball, if we're coaching our kids out the ball and be explosive. That's you can under you can forgive a little bit of oh crap, you know he gets up that's a base block, but at this point right here like it's too late but you you should be able to feel that and squeeze that down right now throttle down right now at the very least like we're not going to be able to twist you know to turn his shoulders and get him back in the hole like we talked about you know like it's it's no longer like this isn't clinic talk anymore now it's just hey let's let's try to try to minimize the damage so what he could do there is throttle down and get those hands on that tackle and just try to squeeze it off just try to squeeze that that gap down and still keep his outside half free but he keeps on running up field and now you can see there's a cutback lane for that running back And we give up a touchdown. So that's on us right there. So obviously you don't want to just show you the, uh, the perfect clinic plays there, um, you know, of our dudes. And this is, you know, these, this, this guy gets a lot of attention. This guy gets a lot of attention, rightly so, but this kid was a, um, just a really solid high school football player for us. And one of the best kids technically that we had uh, this year, and and you know that was an uncommon, that was that was a an uncommon error for him because usually he was really good at that kind of thing and feeling those things but uh he made a mistake there but you can see forty four at top you know he's playing in that b gap you know he's he's a little he's a little uh you know kinda kind of starting to work in the c gap a little bit there but um you know still doing a pretty good job the good thing is is that guard, he he's occupying that tackle and that guard. Uh, is is now the guard has to go to linebacker and that 's the linebacker's fault at that point um you know you got to be able to get off that 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 guy right there okay so we're looking at the four technique up top uh, again this is that same kid who just screwed up and i want to show you uh, so he now gets an outside release from this tackle okay and this is what i was talking about you know how the what they'll do and they you know all times when they're you know, they're trying to they're running a, a, a gf counter uh, at him and so you know you, it's really hard to down block those guys so they can just they can just go out and block our outside backer with that tackle and seal it and kick him out. Um, So now he's got to what I, you know, and these guys had, had really, really, really obviously really wide splits. Um, And, and so what he needs to do is close down space right now. You know, he sees this, he he ought to be punching, you know, and and trying to hit this guy and he sees him leave. Now he's, he's closing down space. So he is a little bit, uh, you know, he gets into no man's land a little bit there and then he gets his shoulders perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, which is what we don't want. Uh, he does need to stay flat and punch. But the thing is, is he is physical, at least. He's pretty physical right there. Uh, needs to keep running his feet and play with his hands more. Um, but still, that's a pretty good look at it. Um, but just showing this clip because, you know, this is a, know just what guys will do and, and how, they'll, how they'll try to block a lot of times when you do have that four uh, because it's hard to down block him. Uh, same thing here, and I believe this is the same type of play. Uh, we're looking at 45 down here, down at the bottom. Okay, so better job there. You know, he sees, he sees the, the tackle release, uh, punch, punch, punch. You know, we'd like for this this collision, you know, see, see how his feet, you know, he really he kind of hops out of his stance, you know, get your feet to where his feet are. Uh, but he does a pretty good job of being physical and trying to squeeze this thing, this off as much as he can. And, and luckily our nose guard is getting single blocked there, which is never a good idea for him, for offenses to try to single block him. But uh, so he does help us look better on that play but a better job, decent, decent job of being physical right there, uh, on this guard as he tries to base us out. Okay. So, all right. Again, now this dude, this is a big old kid right here. Uh, he's, he's at Tyler junior college. Now, uh, really is a, is a division one kid, uh, probably, uh, but we had him really playing out of position. He's a natural left tackle, but out of necessity, uh, we had to, we had to play him here at defensive end and obviously at 4a football you know you have a kid this big you're going he's going to play both sides and so the reason why i say this is you know he is not a great edge player because he's just he's just not he's not uh, he is athletic for a big dude but he's just not going to um you know especially when you have a really fast quarterback or a really kid, a kid that's electric out on the edge he just trying to ask him to go and make that play is is not fair to him so a 4 technique really fit him Uh, playing a four technique because uh, he is strong. He is a big kid and and he is athletic when he gets in here, but he's not athletic out here. Uh, And so this is just an example. Um, He's going to get zoned to him or stretched to him. He falls behind it. And now the quarterback, you know, cuts it back and he's able to track that quarterback down. But just again, he's playing inside of it. It's not perfect. He's not super physical, uh, but he does play it the right way and it works out for him. Now this kid right here that we're looking at, this is our four-tech up here up top. Uh, again, just a just a, a just your, a good high school football player. Uh, not not you know nothing special, but a four tech, uh playing a Forte, he really suited him well here. Also, uh, I mean he's he gets a now he gets a uh, an out, outside release from his tackle. He does not get anything on him, um, which is not ideal, but he does do a good job of fighting off this guard and just making this ball bounce. Um, and running it to the sideline and stringing that thing out for a minimal gain, now, he might even get a holding call right there. Obviously, his Pavel needs to be lower, uh, but he does a good job of playing that, and that's how it's supposed to look there. And, and the whole idea is, is now you're letting our more athletic guys, our our, our outside linebackers here, um, you know, for you know, force the issue and and be the force, be the leverage players, and and um, which is what we want. Okay, this is another look at even both guys are in four techniques here. Uh, I just really like this clip cause they're both pretty, pretty physical at the, uh, at the point of attack. Um, so what's, what's, what's trying to happen here, what they're trying to do here is this, this tackle up top is trying to base out the defensive end. Um, and so he does a great job. I mean, uh, pretty much doing everything we're talking about. I mean, this is, if this kid could have done this, did this consistently, he, he, um, you know, he could have named it named a place where he wanted to go to school. But, um, I, uh, the tackle up top is, is, is trying to turn him out. Uh, and so he's 50 uh, does a great job being physical there and squeezing that down and keeping the outside half free. And just the main thing is he's just more physical uh, than than the tackle in front of him. Um, and so, you know, uh, that's, that's your, what we would love for it to look when they play a base block. Um, and there were more clips. It took me a while to find a clip like this because there are more clips of us not playing it the right way. Uh, just being honest than us playing it this way uh, that, that we could have pulled apart and, and uh, made me look like a much worse coach, but uh did want to show you at least a clip of us playing it right and what it should look like. Um, and then down the guy down at the bottom does a good job being physical as well. Uh, I believe they're trying to base him out also. Um, so he does a good job of just being physical um, with this tackle also. So uh, that's, that's our, um, those are those cut ups. Let me, let me get out of here and go back to my presentation. So that's pretty much it. And we could, you know, that's a, that's a quick, quick uh, sort of overview of, you know, playing a flex for and what that does for us. Um, you know, if you want to get into more details, uh, obviously you can, you can um, hit me up uh, whether it be on Twitter or by email. Um, and if you have questions about it or, or want to go into more depth about talking about it, but again, that's a technique that, you um, I was really unfamiliar with when i got here but uh, have learned to really really a lot really like it and appreciate it and um and, and 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 appreciate the 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 options that it gives us uh up front and and you know kind of how it helps us sort of um find a spot for those kids who maybe aren't quite as athletic but um can be uh you know can be good against the run and and, and it allows us to get, um, get you know, bring pressure with our outside backers, whether inside backers, or more athletic guys. So that's uh, that's flex four technique. And if you guys have questions, you know where to find me. Uh, but other than that, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, make sure you join us back next week. We're gonna have a really cool episode where we are uh, turning to you guys to bring us the content, and I'll be uh, uh, be kind of sort of facilitating that discussion. Um, so uh, really looking forward to that one next week. So thank you so much, guys, for checking us out today. Thanks once again for tuning in today. Make sure you follow our podcast on Twitter at KYPD Podcast, and you can follow me at CoachTaylor53. Our quote of the day goes like this. Trust yourself. You cannot be successful or happy without confidence in your own powers and abilities. And that will do it for us today. Once again, thank you for giving us a listen. And remember, If you want to get on next week's episode, you can do that by DMing us on Twitter and getting in on our discussion. But you got to do it quick because that is going off tonight. That's Monday night, June 7th at 8 p.m. Central. Until then, y'all have a great week. If you're looking for a way to do a good deed, leave us a five-star rating and a nice review. And finally, always remember... Oh, man, I'm so excited. I never get to do this anymore. Always remember, keep your pads down.